You're watching The DM with celeb stylist Audrey Brienne and fashion publicist Tyree Robinson. We're in season three of our podcast where we review the best in costume design in film and TV. We'll now feature live episodes from room service at Beverly Center featuring celebrated costume designers and stylists. Welcome to the DM. This season, we've picked out some of the best names in the business to feature on our podcast. And for our season three opener, we will be speaking with the president of the Costume Designers Guild, Salvador Perez. Sal's work includes Pitch Perfect, The Mindy Project, Think Like a Man, The Bling Ring, and more. He's an Emmy-nominated juggernaut and recently wrapped filming on Senior Year starring Rebel Wilson. Thanks so much for joining us, Sal, today. We appreciate your time. Um, can you tell our audience just a little bit about yourself and your background? Um, I am a costume designer. I started in the business um, sort of by accident. I went to design school thinking I'd be Calvin Klein and have a brand. And I could sew. I started sewing in high school. And so by the time I got to design school, I was a pretty proficient stitcher. And people hired me to build clothes for them. And I was sort of doing that um, until I had my fashion line. And then one day I was working at a vintage shop in Venice. And a costume designer came in, Julia Sclare. Mm -hmm. And she was designing a movie called Glitch. And I overheard her telling her assistant they needed somebody to sew. Like they were, they were going to be done. Their, their head tailor needed an assistant stitcher. And, and so when they came to pay, I'm like, well, I wasn't eavesdropping, but I sew. <laughs> and um, she gave me her name. We, we, we exchanged numbers and the, the woman hired me. And... Um, I started stitching for movies, and you know, word gets around, and I was building costumes for various things. And um, again, this is all until I had a fashion line, and I was yeah. still doing weddings. And I, I designed the wedding. I was on tour with Pebbles. Ooh. Oh, I love and that. I met um, Babyface and his fiance Tracy Edmonds, mm -hmm. and Tracy hired me to do some Grammy gowns for her. And then when they got married, she just hired me to design their wedding. Wow. Um, and then I was actually on Titanic, running the workroom when I got a call from Tracy saying, hey, we're producing this little movie called Soul Food. Do you want to design it? And I'm like, I'm on the biggest movie in the world. I'm, I don't know. And so I met the director, George Tillman, um, and we hit it off, and I left Titanic to go design Soul Food, and it didn't stop. Yeah. I mean, you know, there was a couple of years where you sort of figured it out, but... Um, 20 years later, I'm the president of the Costume Designers Guild, so I yeah, guess this are. is my career choice. Wow. <laughs> and just along those lines, what does any given day look like for you? Uh, you know, I think that as costume designers, um, people think that we just shop. Mm -hmm. yeah. And shopping is such a small percentage of what I do. Yeah. Um, in my shows, I, since I, my background is constru costume construction, I build a lot. Mm -hmm. So if I can't find the perfect white shirt, yeah, like if I need a white shirt, I'm going to go buy a white shirt. But if it needs to be the perfect fit, whatever, I make it. Yeah. Um, and people generally hire me to build. Um, you know, Mindy Kaling and I have worked together for 10 years. I've done all of her shows because I can make clothes fit beautifully. Yeah. Because I know how to build them, I can take them apart and make them fit better. Or in certain, a lot of cases, I just custom make for them. Um, but it's building as part of my, my show, and it's, you know, like I'm usually doing multiple shows, which, mm -hmm. you know, in a pandemic is not the easiest thing in the world. Um, but my days start early, and they usually don't stop. To, you know, I, I'm usually up at 6 or 7, yeah. and I don't get home till 7 or 8 at night. Um, and I'm usually still answering emails. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because on top of my work, I'm also the president of a labor union. So there's, you know, there's just a lot that goes into that. So, yeah. Um, it's fittings, it's shopping, it's meetings, and, you know, just putting out fires everywhere. Nice. Wow. Um, you've worked on a lot of projects. Um, 
what inspires you or is there a project that you wish that you would have done or that you could have worked on? Uh, you know, um, I love being creative. Um, and so, you know, it's funny, like in the early part of my career, I did a lot of sports movies. And I'm like, mm-hmm. why am I getting all these calls for sports movies? But then I realized <laughs> that even in a sports movie, there's always something creative to do. And so I think it's finding the creative in everything you do. Um, and I think that I get, you know, you're also like, what did you do last time? Mm-hmm. Um, in between Think Like a Man movies and Pitch Perfect and The Mindy Project and now Never Have Ever, people love how I dress contemporary clothes. So that's sort of my go-to. And um, I think that that's sort of what I'm most known for. But I would love to do, you know, Barbarella, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Wizard of Oz. I would love to be able to take on a fantasy movie. And I've had the opportunity. Like I did the Goosebumps 2 where we got to create monsters. And I did it specifically because it wasn't cute girls in Prada. Yeah. I specifically took a job that did that, you know, so I could show that I could do that. Um, and now I've been hired to design costume design Hocus Pocus 2. So again, I'm getting to do fantasy and get custom made, and I'm really having fun with that. You just said that like it's all <laughs> casual, and I'm like, Hocus, Hocus Pocus is um, amazing. That's so exciting. Yeah, with the original, I just fit Midler this week. I mean, it's awesome. awesome. These are icons. And, it's incredible. I mean, I tried not to be like a, you know, a total fanboy. Like, just coming to my pity. Yeah. Um, but it was, you know, it was lovely and, you know, just an iconic piece that we're trying to reinvent. So yeah. it's great to like have that communication with her because she loves the project so much. And like, I'm like, well, these are my ideas. And I thought, well, she could think I'm crazy. I'm like, you know, get rid yeah. of them. But, she loved them, so it's great. Nice. Well, I'm wow. excited to see it when it comes out. Yeah. So working on, like, Pitch Perfect, I think, one, two, and three, how do you work with so many cast members and keep their looks cohesive but still make all of them stand out? Um, I, again, I'm a good multitasker. Um, and, like, when you have those fittings, like, you guys don't realize that we, you know, they have 20, 30 fittings in, in, a, in a 20 or 30 changes in a film. And I'm fitting them for two or three hours to get them all of them. And so, like, I will have days of fittings where they come in every two hours. And it's just my, like, don't ask, I, I don't know anybody's name. <laughs> if I, and I have, you know, I'm the president of a labor union. There's 1,100 members. I'm like, hi, honey. Everybody's honey. Because I cannot remember your name. I can't remember what you were wearing. Mm. If I will talk to you yeah. in 10 years, I'm going to remember you were wearing a green suit with a pink bow. <laughs> my, my mind goes there. So it's just part of being a costume designer. I can, you know, like, we haven't done all three Pitch Perfect movies. I know specifically what each actor wore in each scene. And even when we had six seasons of the Mindy Project, we had all of her clothes in the, in, in the, in the warehouse. And she's like, what is this? I'm like, you wore that season three when you went down a date. And she's like, how? Do, I'm like, I wow. don't know. My brain wow. just retains that information. It doesn't retain names. Yeah. It retains what you wore. My client, um, Matt Lanter, was in, in the third one. He was yes. Chicago. So that's really cool. That, that was so much fun to work Yeah. Even though he was in You Know What I Posted. So segueing to working with Mindy, on the Mindy Project, I believe she was pregnant one of the seasons. The final season. Um, how do you go about fitting different body types? I think you. I read something where you're like, oh, I don't want to look like they're like stuffed in a bag. Well, or I like- think that's the, that's the trick. I think that, you know, I, since I built clothes, I mean, I've, I've made clothes my whole career, I understand how they should fit. And it, everything off the rack shouldn't look off the rack because your arms are different than the next person. Yeah. And like, there's just tricks you do. Like slimming a sleeve on a, on a blazer or a suit or an overcoat makes you look 10 pounds lighter on camera. Yeah. And it's amazing to me that people just don't do that. And like, if you're not, you know, Mindy's 5'4". So, mm-hmm. you know, clothes are made for somebody who's 5'8". So her question, should, her question to me, should we short? I'm like, yes, Mindy, forever. <laughs> we should always, always. short because it's your 5'4 and it was made for a 5'8 fit model. Um, proportion is everything. I can, you know, I think... You know, if you're not a sample size, like most actors are a size two, 
that's easy to make them look good. If you're not a sample size, it's about fit. And I think that's why Mindy and I got along so well because she loved clothes, but off the rack didn't always fit her. And I showed her how it could fit. And that's funny because we've known each other for 10 years and now she doesn't need me for fittings. Like yeah. on her own, she calls up the seamstresses. You know, she knows what to do to her clothes now because I've taught her over years. But I've had that, like, and both Mindy Kaling and Anna Kendrick wrote books and mentioned me in their books for that because it's if you Aww. teach somebody how to fit clothes, they're golden the rest of their lives. Yeah. So they don't have to have somebody do it for them. I mean, obviously, they're not doing the alterations themselves, but they know how to talk about it like, this is my length, shorten this to this, take this in here. And I think that knowing how to make clothes fit you better, you look better in clothing. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, so I was just curious, like you work with Mindy for red carpet sometimes. And so um, how is that? Like, are there misconceptions about being a stylist versus being a costume designer? Yes, I think that, I mean, I, you know, people call us stylists all the time. So I'm like, no, 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 I'm not designing yeah. a person. I'm creating a character. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that it trend for, for Mindy and I, it transitioned to, um, I dressed Mindy Lahiri, not Mindy Kaling. Yeah. But there was a little bit of Mindy Lahiri in Mindy Kaling. Like mm -hmm. Mindy Lahiri was a little more whimsical. Mindy Kaling is a little more fashionista. Yeah. So there were sort of, but there was a crossover in them. Um, and my first year on the show, I became the president of the Costume Designers Guild and I needed to go to the wards. And I'm like, Mindy, would you like to come with me? And she's like, yes, I need to find a dress. I'm like, well, we'll make you one. She's like, really? I'm like, yeah, that's, you know, we have workroom. And we custom made a dress for her and it was strapless off the shoulder. And she's like, I've never had a dress fit before. I'm like, well, yeah. We custom made it to your mind, <laughs> but, you know, the corset is completely You're like, built. it should. Right, but I think that she was just sort of like not used to that. Yeah. And then she said, well, can you make me a dress for the Oscars? And we're like, in a week? Okay. And yeah. so then we made her another dress for the Oscars. It was that aqua dress for the awards and then the black strapless dress for the Oscars. Mm -hmm. And the press just ate that up. Like, here's Mindy in two custom-made dresses. Yeah. And it sort of set the precedent for how we were going to work the rest of our, our relationship. Yeah. And obviously, when a dress is custom-made, it's going to fit you that much better. Yeah. And I think that she loves that we, my, me and my team, like my cutter-fitter, Savorn, who's been with me, you know, for 10 years, as long as I've been with Mindy, we know Mindy's body so well. Like, she knows that we can get a dress fit to her in two fittings. Yeah, a lot of times, you know when they do the, like, best and worst or whatever, a red carpet, a lot of times I feel like the worst, it's only on there because of non-tailoring or bad tailoring. Like, I don't think people realize how much that, trans, like, it can change an outfit to tailor it versus wearing it off the rack. Right, and I think that a lot of times when you borrow a gown from a couture house, they're not yeah. going to want you to be cutting. Exactly. Like, you can, like, fake hem it, and, you know, but you have to, you have, things have to be remade. Yeah, you gotta make it work. Especially for red carpet. And I think that's the difference between a costume designer and a stylist is that a costume designer knows how to build up from scratch and a stylist is like, let me make it work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, being the president of the CDG, there's like a call to action right now for costume designers to get their due credit when it comes to like these third party like collaborations that come out of different films and TV. What is your stance on that right now? Look, technically we are, we don't, we are work for hire. We mm -hmm. don't design things on our own. We work them while we, we, we design them while we work for them. So everything yeah. we design belongs to them. My issue is like, okay, give us credit for it. Like, don't just manufacture our costumes and not mention us in any press. Yeah. A lot of times, they will sell the rights to a fashion to a movie right, and they'll and then uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, um, John Mervados did the Game of Thrones collection. Talked about how he loved the the, the the clothes and they were so inspiring, and never once mentioned Michelle Clapton, the multi award winning costume designer. And I don't blame. Uh, um, the brand I brand the yeah. studio like the yeah. studio part of the packaging should be like you have to honor us totally. my point is like give us credit for what we do the second part of this is that when they do these collaborations and they don't involve us you get excuse me you get garbage yeah. It, yeah. it's you're trying to reinterpret what we do Yeah. hire us have us come in work totally. with your team and you'll have an authentic collection that people will buy 
I mean, even what I do with Mindy with my mixed prints, that's my forte. Yeah. When I do mixed prints, to me, it's like painting. Mm -hmm. I see them in a way that everybody else does. And I think it's so funny when people are like, well, I'm mixed prints like you. I'm like, oh, no, honey, you did it. <laughs> you put a blue and pink together, that's fine, but that's not how I would have done it. Yeah. And you can't interpret what I do. People try all the time. But if you're going to do that, bring me in, yeah. pay me for my time, yeah. be, have me involved in the project, and you will make more money. So my point on this is that A, give us credit, mm -hmm. but don't you want this to do better and don't you want to make more money? If you keep us involved in the process, you will make more money. Totally. So I'm not even saying just pay us, but like make it better. Like if yeah. you're going to sell the rights to Cruella, to Rag and Bone, and they put out a red sweater, well, does the audience want yeah. a red sweater because you're calling it Cruella? Or does the audience want an authentic piece that exactly. is inspired by, you know, it's just, my point is that we're an asset. Mm -hmm. Treat us mm -hmm. like an asset and you will make more money. Yeah. Beyond that, do what you want, but we're gonna make you more money. Costume designers, they're unsung heroes, I say. That's why, we, in, in part, that we like created this podcast is to give more of a platform because there is so much work involved and I don't know that people understand it's not just your main characters. Well, it's Vogue just everything. did an article on the 17 best high school t uh, movies and TV shows. Mm. And they mentioned the director but they never mentioned the costume designer. Like, those actors chose those outfits. Yeah. Those actors found those plaids to put them together. It's just insulting to me that yeah. you talk about our work and how influential it is, and then you don't even acknowledge the fact that I did it. Yeah. The fashion press needs to stop talking about brands and talking about us. That's why when I put an actor in a brand, it's not, you know, Mindy Kelly's wearing Prada. It's like, no, Salvador Perez put Mindy Kelly in a Prada, and I fixed it. Yeah. Because <laughs> off the rack, Prada was boring. I made it fabulous. Totally. So just acknowledge what our, our part in the project that made it, that made it, you know, you wouldn't have been interested in that dress yeah. had I not put it together properly. Do you feel like that's, there's going to be change in that soon? I think that there, you know, I think with the, 10 years ago, we didn't have social media. Yeah. So, you know, when I did, I did uh, Veronica Mars, mm -hmm. many, you know, that was 15 years ago. And I remember one of my um, interns was like, oh my God, there's a whole blog dedicated to your costumes. I'm like, what's a blog? And, said, <laughs> yeah. you know. and so she showed it to me and somebody cataloged because I, as a costume designer, I like to reuse pieces. Mm. So let's say I have a favorite jacket or a favorite jean, I want to reuse it again. Somebody had a whole blog talking about the pieces and when I used them again, and they cataloged, like, to use it in episode one. And, then, yeah. and I thought, this is fascinating. And then I had done a, a choker combination for, for Kristen Bell, and she wore it all the time. And we, I had lots of them, and one day she didn't want to wear it. I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, don't wear it. I'm, you know, I'm not going to force you to wear it. And the, the, the internet went crazy, like, what does it mean? Why didn't they wear it? And you, you realize then that the audience notices things that yeah. you don't even think about. And it really taught me a lesson that you can't, everything has to have a reason. Like, don't just arbitrarily, like, put her in a red blouse because somebody's going to read something into it. So it really taught me, as, part, as a costume designer, the audience is aware of nuances. But back then, they couldn't talk to us about it. Now, with social media they can talk directly to us. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I can't answer every single DM because it's impossible. <laughs> totally. But I tell all of my members, you need to take ownership of your work. You need to publicize it. You need to talk about what you did because mm -hmm. the, the studio isn't. The yeah. brand isn't. You know, Paulo Nieto did um, United States versus Bill Holiday and worked, yeah. collaborated with Prada. And Prada's like, these gowns we made for the movie. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Paulo Nieto designed those dresses in your workroom. Yeah. And he, but they never mentioned him in the first bit of press. Then we called them out for it, and all of a sudden, like, oh, we're so sorry. And I'm not faulting anybody because it's not the way they work. My point is that we're going to keep talking about this, and yeah. eventually this won't be an issue. Oh, eventually right. we will just be part of the process, and so that's why, yeah. that's why I'm here today. Yeah. We don't, nobody's going to be our own cheerleaders. We have to be our own cheerleaders. And as costume designers, we're not used to doing that. Mm -hmm. We're used to be behind the scenes making somebody else look good. But yeah. I'm like, you're, if you're going to make money off of my, my work 
and not talk about me, I'm going to be the loudest person in the room. Yeah, no, I love that. <laughs> um, if people are interested or costume designers are interested in joining the guild, what would they need to do necessarily to become a part of that or what should they be doing now? Well, I mean, the thing is that you cannot become a costume designer in my, in my book unless you work your way up. I mean, yeah. I was a stitcher, a workroom supervisor, an assistant costume designer, and then a designer. You, you can be a great designer, but if you don't know how it works on, you know, you have to know what are multiples, how do you work with a stunt person, how do you work with a producer, all of that you learn in the business. So I think that you need to, like when stylists come onto films, no offense to me, but it's usually a disaster because they don't understand that you need to have 30 of those. Like, well, why? Well, because this is the, ver- and you're not yeah. going to shoot it out of order. There's, there's a way films work. So I think that you need to start entry level as a PA or as an intern or in the workroom so you learn the business because it's going to make you a much better costume designer when it comes to your turn. I... When, when they handed, you know, I would, I'd never costume designed before. When they handed me Soul Food, it was my first film. It was my first time being in charge. But I had been an assistant for so many years, and I had been workrooms, and I was able to, like, ask enough questions. And now I really want to have a support network of, because of, 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 now, especially when the whole talk about diversity in our members, it's like people hire their friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've got to go out of that. But it's like if we don't take the time to, to train the next generation of costume designers or costumers, how are we going to get there? I mean, even... Everybody goes to design school and they want to be a costume designer. Well, what about the tailor, the cutter fitter, the, the hat maker? There are people who are, who are crafty who might not want to be a costume designer, but they don't push that as a career. They push costume design. Well, if you only educate costume designers and you don't have a support team, what is that costume designer going to do? Yeah. I mean, when I got in the business 20 years ago, the, the, the cutter fitters, the tailors, the shoemakers who existed, they're retiring. There's yeah. no next generation. Yeah. So it's all great to come up with a beautiful hat or an amazing dress, but if there's nobody to build it for you, how does he bring it to life? Yeah. So I want the industry to not only train costume designers, but train the craftspeople because we're nothing without craftspeople. Totally. Um, you were saying earlier, just like you're on three projects right now. How is that with COVID? Like, how's that affected things? Uh, it's, it's been tricky. Um, you know, luckily, I, I, I'm tested a lot. Yeah. There were weeks that I was tested 14 times a week. Oh, wow. I would get tested twice a day on each show and then an extra test just in case. And there was a PCR and the rapid. My goodness. Um, it's calmed down a bit. You know, I'm vaccinated. And yeah. so that helps. Um, and back then, people weren't sharing. So now I get a COVID test at one studio. I can use the results for the next mm-hmm. studio. Okay. So it's eased up a little bit. Yeah. But it's, it's been tricky because you couldn't multitask. Like before, when I was on two shows, I would have the actor show up at the same place for a fitting. Can't do that anymore. The yeah. actor's one fitting in one place, one fitting at the next place. So it's been a little bit of a challenge, but it's just, it makes us work a little smarter. Nice. Cool. Sal, thank you so much. That wraps up our Q&A portion. We will be right back with a game of this or that. The DM is hosted in partnership with Room Service at Beverly Center, LA's premier shopping and lifestyle destination in the heart of the city. Room Service is a first-of-its-kind private members club designed to elevate the shopping and dining experience for LA's influential creators, VIPs, stylists, and costume designers. Membership includes complimentary valet and self-parking at Beverly Center, access to a unique and stylish member lounge, private conference and fitting rooms, and complimentary amenities such as steamers, rolling racks, snacks, and beverages. To learn more about room service membership, follow us on Instagram and click the link in the bio, or visit www.beverlycenter.com. So guys, we are gonna play a game that we like to call this 
or that. You can think of it as black or white if you want. <laughs> but what we're going to do is ask Sal here some questions of this or that. And we're going to have him answer and give like a little bit of an explanation on why the answer is what it is. So let's get started. Perfect. So this one's kind of off the cuff, but do you prefer New York Fashion Week now or New York Fashion Week in the past? So do you prefer the influencers or do you prefer <laughs> like the celeb or like what it was? Uh, uh, that, that I do not like influencers <laughs> telling me about Fashion Week. Yeah. Okay. I want somebody who I want somebody who knows what they're talking about and not influencers who has an opinion. Yeah. <laughs> and also. I, but I do like the fact that it's more accessible. Like Fashion Week was this sort of like, you know, amorphous thing that nobody could be involved in. Now with social media, we can, we can almost sit front row. So that's kind of a good part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Period piece or contemporary? <laughs> and if you want both, we just kind of... I mean, well, I guess it's the contemporary. Okay. Because I think that with contemporary, even though it's modern, you can reinvent it. Yeah. And if you're doing period, you're just doing historical research. Mm. Mm. Do you prefer designing work based on fictional characters or real-life characters? Uh, fictional, because I want to create the character. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've done, um, you know, I did Liz and Dick with Lindsay Lohan, and trying to make Lindsay Lohan look like Elizabeth Taylor was fun. <laughs> um, but, you know, you always want that creativity, because I think that anytime it's historical you're recreating what somebody else is, you know, you can't decide that her silhouette changes. Mm. You know, you're, I want to be able to create New, so. Yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. prefer working in film or television? Ha <laughs> um, ha. That's a both one. Okay. Um, <laughs> the benefit of television is that you have the time to create a character. Yes. Um, you know, with Mindy Kaling and I, had six years to define that character. Mm -hmm. And it's very funny. Like, if you look at season one and you look at season six, the character's there, but she evolved. Yeah. yeah. And because everybody, you know, when, the, when Sex and the City really changed contemporary clothing. Totally. And I remember when they first cap, people were like, oh, we want to talk about Sex and the City. I'm like, which season? <laughs> season one, you know, Miranda's in like overalls and a parka. Yep. Yeah. And season, whatever, six or eight it was, she's all in couture. Right. So I think that on a TV show, you get the time to sort of develop that character and grow with them. And I really had... I mean, I, I'm very proud of 160, because I, I didn't do the pilot. I finished the pilot. I did, there were 117 episodes. I did 160. Wow. Nice. And I'm very proud of the collective work we did on that. Um, and on a film, you have one shot. Yeah. You don't really have the time to develop the character, so you have to be on your feet. Yeah. Um, you know, with the Pitch Perfect movies, I had the opportunity to see these characters grow from, like, college freshmen to graduate yeah. to women in the world. And it was great to be able to do that with them. Um, but it's also, it's just, it's a different way of working. I mean, and I think that back in the day, where it was just like, oh, I don't do television. There was a snob feel about it. Mm -hmm. Television makes you a much better yes. costume designer. Because I can do anything in a week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've done it. I've done whole period projects in a week. And film, like, you have a much longer prep. So yeah. mm -hmm. when people are like, oh, uh, film is so much harder, I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, TV has honed our skills. And so yeah. people like Michelle Clapton, who are doing Game of Thrones, or any, you know, Westworld, anybody who's doing television... I don't think the audience realizes that you're doing that in like 10, to 10 days, 15 days. It's, yeah. it's remarkable what we do in television in the time. It really right. is, yeah. And the last one is, do you prefer sewing or sourcing samples? Sewing. My background is construction. Yeah. I mean, like, if I can't find the, you know, the perfect piece, I can make it. And I really love custom making it because then, then it's, it's just there's no flaws. I, can, there's no, I don't have to redo this or change, you know, I, I love sewing. I love being able to build a whole movie. That's why most people don't get to do, to do 
custom making in, in, in contemporary. Mm -hmm. And that's my forte. I love, I love sewing. Absolutely. Is there anything coming up that you can tell the audience about that, like, well, that you can speak about anyways that you're, you're going to be doing that they can follow? Well, I mean, we just, we're about to finish um, senior year with Rebel Wilson. Yep. Um, and it was quite the fun project because it's about a high school cheerleader in 2002 who um, goes into a coma mm -hmm. and then wakes up 20 years later and wants to finish her senior year. Oh so we had to do the opening of the movie in 2002. Mm -hmm. And then we do the contemporary part in 2022. Um, and I needed to build a whole world. So like low-rise jeans, like putting actors in low-rise jeans was the funniest <laughs> thing ever. Because they were all horrified. Like, yeah. no, 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 I want, I want mom jeans. Like, no, I no, no. You know? And it was just like nothing, no skinny jeans. And like the extras were just horrified. Like, you know, skinny jeans. But it's funny, those nuances that for just, it's just 20 years, but there's a world of difference in there. Yeah. Um, but being able, so it's sort of like the modern take of Bring It On, um, where I got to do all the 2002 cheerleaders, which were mm -hmm. very funny. And then we did the modern day, which my take on modern day cheerleaders is, there was a whole story point, which I can't tell you, but It'll, it's very, and you know, Rebel's been putting it on Instagram, so you'll see a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. But I'm very proud of what we pulled off on that. Wow. Nice. I love it. We have a prom scene with 300 extras, oh, and wow. I dressed 270 of them. Because, That's amazing. You know, I wanted my, in my world, prom is fabulous. And of yeah. course, yeah. here's my black dress, I'm like, you're not wearing that. <laughs> That's gotta be so much fun doing a scene like that. Oh my goodness. Wow. Well, thank you, Sal, for being here. Thank you so that wraps up this and that. You'll find links to Salvador Perez's social media in the description box below. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.